0: Star Wars 7x7, episode 3024. It's time for our weekly deep dive into the Andor series. Now that we have episode 6 under our belts and two complete story arcs, we're going to talk about various rebel enterprises. Punch it! Hey Rebel Riser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So I want to start this conversation by talking about the little rebel cell on Aldani that we get to see successfully execute their giant heist at the conclusion of this second story arc in the Andor series. The thing we have to remember or notice, if you will, about that group is that none of them were native to Aldani, which means that they are an entirely separate rebel group of some kind whether they are their own situation or whether they're associated with another organization that of course is to be revealed but it seems to be one of many little rebel cells with which Luthen Rail is working. When he had his conversation with Mon Mothma, as you'll recall, and they were talking about money problems and so forth, he said that he had many mouths to feed. And Cassian, of course, lists a number of different rebellious groups when they're having their conversation while in hyperspace. At the very beginning of chapter four, he mentions Alliance, which we'll get to that in a moment, and Sep, which presumably is separatist guerrilla which in the closed captioning is lowercase so hard to know what exactly that means and there's no specific group called the guerrillas or any you know kind or shape or anything like that and then he also mentions partisan front which is another word or another term for the partisans Saw Gerrera's group and as we know from other Star Wars storytelling there are other groups active as well there's a group mentioned in Catalyst which is the Rogue One prequel novel and that takes place, or at least, you know, the reference to some rebellious group is in 18 BBY, so a year after the fall of the Republic. Then something happens in the Tarkin novel, where there's a whole bunch of drama with another rebellious group, and that takes place in and around 14 BBY. And then, of course, we have the Cloud Riders as depicted in Solo, a Star Wars story, and that takes place, what, around 10 or 9 BBY, a 10 BBY. And we know from the expanded edition novelization of Solo a Star Wars Story that the Cloud Riders are connected with Saw Gerrera. That's who they gave the coaxium to. Let's really quickly circle back and fill in the blanks a bit. Separatists actually may be kicking around at this time in the galaxy, at least some sort of rebellious aspect of the Separatists. According to Star Wars storytelling, a lot of them had escaped into the Western reaches, but there were also activities undertaken to try to root them out and destroy them, so it's hard to say how many Separatist organizations still exist. The planet Raxus, which was their capital, was taken over and treated very badly by the Empire, no surprise, so you would probably not be surprised to find out that that there were rebellious activities happening on Raxxas. Actually, don't know whether there were, I'm just saying that if there was going to be any hotbed for that, Raxxas might be a prime candidate. And another planet where rebellious activity was happening is Mercana, and Mercana was home to a group called the Corporate Alliance. So there's another alliance thing, and they definitely had very bad feelings about the empire. The Corporate Alliance was part of the Confederacy of Independent Systems, a.k.a. the Separatists, but they had their own thing going on, I guess. You could even think of them um, sort of like the Trade Federation in the sense that the Trade Federation had a senator in the Galactic Senate, in the you know, Galactic Republic before it fell, and the Corporate Alliance had a senator within the Separatist Senate too. Then of course there's also the reminder that young Cassian Andor had been part of some sort of separatist backed insurrectionist cell too and that went you know from you know clone wars times and possibly into galactic empire times as well still need to find out a little bit more information about whether Cassian's age is in fact accurate or if he's a little bit older than we've been told but with all of that rebellious activity happening how much of it is hitting the news on other planets, right? You would think the Empire would want to suppress that sort of thing as much as possible, that they would not want to ever give the impression of instability anywhere, and in fact, It sort of goes in the opposite direction, right? When Nemec is talking to Cassian and talks about how it's easier to hide behind 40 atrocities than it is a single one. That's the stuff that's getting talked about in the Senate. That's the kind of thing that Mon Mothma is giving speeches about and starting charitable foundations about. But even though, say, a large incident like what happened on Vandor One in Solo A Star Wars Story, where an Imperial facility was attacked and coaxium was lost and there was a big explosion, we don't get the idea from the story that there was a big amount of news about it that it actually got out beyond the Vandor area, right? But we do get that sensation from Andor. The fact that the news of a rebel attack on Aldani has made it all the way to Coruscant and the way we have the Imperial Security Bureau scrambling and getting all of their presentations together, right? This is the biggest thing that has happened in terms of rebellion in the 14 years of the empire to this point. And to get to this point with all the mouths that Luthen has been feeding for who knows how long, it has to have been quite a while. I would say for the majority of the time that the empire has been in power. I think one of the real keys for us in this regard is gonna be when we finally see Luthen and Sagarera together, and we find out just how long they've been associated, what kind of funding, an interaction Luthen Rail has with Saw Gerrera, or has had in the past and what he's going to do for Saw now that he has liberated 80 million or so credits from the Empire that's gonna let him fund so many operations and not have to worry about getting stuff from Mon Mothma this is basically going to set Luthen loose on the galaxy and he is going to set the Empire on fire if he has the opportunity to do so so it's really gonna be interesting to see how these next two story arcs shake out in the Andor series. And that's just about everything I have for you on this episode of the podcast. I do have a Department of Corrections moment because we were talking about rumors related to Grand Admiral Thrawn earlier this week, and I mentioned Jordan of Cinelinks, and I've pronounced his name, his last name as Maison, or Maison in the past because it's M-A-I-S-O-N, and in my head the S is more like a Z, but I did ask him on Twitter, and he was very kind, about it and said it's Mason it's pronounced like Mason Jar so Jordan Mason is actually how his name is pronounced sorry about that Jordan but thanks for helping me set the record straight and that right there is going to do it for this episode of the podcast so it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be